0: Justin hey Darren what's up well you know I was just sitting around the other day and I was thinking about um old gaming consoles because that's something I do with some of my what you do spare brain power and uh I was looking through because I've still got a Wii U and I've still got a bunch of my old stuff but one thing that I don't have that I really 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 wish I hadn't sold uh the last Sega console the Dreamcast, <laughs> oh. and so I was thinking, you know, go to Argentina. What? <laughs> uh, there's, I, there is a
1: place, or was a place down in South America. I think it was Argentina, maybe just Brazil, where they were still making games for the Dreamcast.
0: Oh yeah, no, see, um, it's kind of part of the problem, okay, and why the Dreamcast is no longer around. So, uh, well, the, it's your segment. The date nine nine ninety nine is forever. Etched in my brain, because that was the U.S. launch of the Dreamcast, the last Sega system. And, God, what a way to go out. Probably the best system that they ever made. Unfortunately, two things took it down. Piracy and uh, a feud between Sega of Japan and Sega of America. But we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I wanted, uh, by the way, welcome to the Week 3 podcast... Uh, where Justin and I pick random topics and we just kind of talk about them. Yeah, you know, stuff that we're passionate about, uh, or uh, stuff that is our backup topic because my chosen topic I couldn't find enough details on. Been I was there. I was gonna talk about um, '90s uh, kids clubs for like the fast food restaurants. Oh, the BK Kids Club. Because there was the BK yes. Kids Club, and I'm like, all right, I know that there were others. There was Hardy Stars. Uh huh. I don't remember if McDonald's had anything other than like, uh, you know, the ham, all their cartoony characters. They didn't. I
1: worked at McDonald's in the
0: nineties. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. So did I. And I wanted to say Wendy's had one, but I couldn't find anything. By the way, did you know there is a Kids Meal Wikipedia? I'm sure there is. There's a Kids Meal Wiki. We're getting off the subject, but that was fun to find out. But uh, yeah. Other than the BK Kids Club, all of those things are apparently lost to history. Okay. So I had to go with my backup plan. Something I am intimately familiar with not that way the sega dreamcast so uh yeah this came out uh, right before the ps2 and the gamecube and the xbox it was uh it was only on the market for two years okay um and it ended the company's 18 years in the console market wow yeah so this uh, started development in 1997 because the Saturn sucked. Uh, and not <laughs> and, tell me how you really feel. I liked parts of the Saturn. See, this was back when like video games were first starting to be used on CD-ROMs. You know, yeah. Except for Nintendo because they were being churlish about the whole Nintendo. thing. You know, uh, and they they held out for as long as possible. But they were CD-ROMs, and so like you had the Sony PlayStation and you had the Sega Saturn. Which, I was a Sega kid, you know? Uh, If Nintendo wasn't going to give me what I needed, I was going to go with the other console I was familiar with. And eh, the Saturn wasn't great. It was probably a combination of Sega tried to do too much too fast. They did the 32X, which was this thing... It looked kind of like a tumor that you put into your Sega Genesis and it gave them enhanced graphics. And then there was a Sega CD, which was this other tumor that you attached to the side of your Sega Genesis. And so you've got this monstrosity. And then Sega's like, oh, by the way, now we have an actual 32-bit console. And they stealth launched it. They stealth launched it where they go to E3 and they just, uh, it's available now. Day one um some retailers are getting it others are not and yeah it, it, it's out now that didn't go well and so horrible horrible run of luck so Sega decides all right we're gonna like start with a new console from scratch and interestingly enough with all the talk recently uh, at, as of the time of this podcast of like what is Microsoft's future in gaming there was a lot of rumors that they were getting out of Consoles altogether. Turns out that wasn't true. This was where Microsoft got into consoles. Really was the Sega Dreamcast. They worked alongside Sega to create a version of the Windows CE operating system that ran on this console, and this was uh, kind of the the first gateway for many people, including myself, into online gaming. The Sega Dreamcast had a built-in Fifty six K modem. Wow. This was how I got my first email address. <laughs> was the Sega Dreamcast because my family couldn't afford a computer. So what was the at whatever? It was at earthlink.net. Oh, okay. Earthlink, okay. Yeah. Uh because I, I thought maybe it like, like Sega or no, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, no. you whenever you set up the console, you were given the option to like you got a you got a web browser disk that you put in it. You could visit the internet and all that stuff and so that was how I got onto the internet Wow! for the first time was the Sega Dreamcast use the controller's joystick as a mouse and you can have there's a keyboard that you can plug into the second port there were four controller ports on the front and you could I wrote emails to people you know I did I set up my Amazon account on a Sega Dreamcast (laughs) an account I still have to this day So, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but the other cool thing about the Dreamcast was that uh, Sega's very good at making arcade games. Yeah. And when a game got ported to home consoles, the Dreamcast version was the one you wanted because it was the closest to arcade parody. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the best version was on the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, Soul Calibur, the best version, was on the Dreamcast because of Sega's Naomi Arcade System board, which was essentially shrunk down and put in the console. You could have identical conversions of arcade games. It was also, uh, like I said, the first with a modular modem. Now, the Japanese release was a few months before the U.S. release, and it was a bit rocky because of supply issues, that kind of thing. But they were able to build it up, and they really needed to push this hard because the PS2 was coming. And so Sega had to make a choice: Do we make these games using CD-ROMs? Do we do DVDs? Or do we do our own? Problem number one: they did their own. The GD-ROM game disc, uh, and uh, in an attempt to try to make sure that it couldn't be pirated easily, these discs were read in reverse. Oh. So the disc would spin the same direction as any other CD, but the laser went in the opposite direction. Okay. Unfortunately, that made them super easy to pirate. (laughs) So again, we'll circle back around to that. Uh, And also Sega's decision not to include DVD uh, capability meant that when the PlayStation 2 hit the market, not only was it a successor to the PlayStation 1, it was the cheapest DVD player on the market. Yeah consumers spoke yeah um and it was it was a commercial failure uh but also um because of the earlier failures as i mentioned of the 32x and the saturn retailers were not willing to stock the dreamcast because you screwed us once so kb toys which was at the time one of the biggest toy yeah. retailers in the country flat out refused damn and when that happens that hurts but the Dreamcast did have a wonderful lineup of games, 600 games, including uh, some of my all-time favorites. It was where the NFL 2K series got its start. People are still playing NFL 2K5. They are updating it themselves because they refused to play the EA Sports versions. Yeah. Uh, there was Virtua Fighter, which ended up spawning you know, so many sequels, Godzilla generations, which was probably one of the better Godzilla games to ever be made. Yeah, uh, You've got Sonic adventure, which uh, directly influenced the good Sonic movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, you've got the soul caliber series, as I mentioned, Marvel versus Capcom and the list goes on and on. And of course, one of my favorite games of all time, one that we are actually doing a homebrew D and D campaign of, as I speak skies of Arcadia, we are in fact doing that. And, uh, just the the controller, you can tell when Microsoft finally got into the uh, gaming spe- uh, space with the Xbox, they took direct inspiration from the Dreamcast controller. Same button layout and all that stuff. Uh, the Xbox 360 took even more inspiration from the Dreamcast and what a lot of hobbyists refer to the 360, Microsoft's most successful console, as the Dreamcast 2. Hmm. because of the enhanced support from Sega and all that stuff, as Sega kind of gave back in that partnership. So uh, so where did it all fall apart besides the retailers uh, failing to support it? Well, piracy. Yeah, they are still making games for it in uh, you know, was it, Venezuela? Uh, said? I said Argentina. Argentina, Argentina my somewhere bad. Somewhere in South America. Argentina. You're right, Argentina. But um, s- soon after the Dreamcast launch, people figured out that Okay, GD-ROMs actually don't have any piracy protection other than the read direction. Any piracy protection. So, with just very simple tools, even for 2,000, people could copy full Dreamcast games to their computer. Wow. And then they could burn them onto a CD-ROM. And then they could give them the friends. And before long, the piracy trade on the Dreamcast was buzzing. And so
1: the the Dreamcast would be able to play these games.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Because it was just checking for the the source code. The source code. And, you know, with proper software, you could have it so the laser knew exactly where to start reading, and it would read backwards, and it was all there. And there was nothing Sega could do about it. Okay. Now, they did end up coming out with later models that would attempt to fight it, but by then the damage was done. Yeah. For anyone who says piracy is a victimless crime, I give you the Sega Dreamcast. It essentially killed the software sales and killed the system outright. Yeah. Uh, so, but there was a lot of stuff that Sega introduced that other companies took and ran, including, uh, one game, Shenmue, that had a simulated day and night cycle, which now we see in other games. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Taxi, which has been ported to everything. And in fact, Sega recently announced that they were doing a new, uh, series of, uh, of games based on legacy titles, and Crazy Taxi and Sonic Adventure continue to show their influence to this day. Uh, in the gaming space, as well as the NBA 2K series, which started as a Sega exclusive and now is uh, the most popular game franchise out yeah, as far as sports goes. So, yeah, um, they have the the impact of the Sega Dreamcast will be felt uh forever. The Dreamcast started with Sega Net as far as online play. That since expanded to Microsoft, took it and ran with it with Xbox Live, and now we have all these online gaming services. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that the Sega Dreamcast did right. Unfortunately, it was a lack of foresight because they didn't use a DVD drive. It was a lack of uh, foresight and hindsight, I guess, when it came to Sega of Japan and Sega of America feuding During the prior generation, Sega of Japan wanted to do the Saturn. Sega of America just wanted to keep doing the 32X and all these other add-ons. Ultimately, the Dreamcast suffered for it. So right now, if you're looking for one, uh, you can find a ton on eBay, but they ain't cheap. Uh, But you can also find a bunch of modded ones on eBay, because the modding community is alive and well. (laughs) So, In any culture, yeah. it is live and well. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's it. I, it's one of the, of all the game consoles that I've gotten rid of over the years and sold, and then eventually rebought and then sold again for whatever reason, the one that chafes my hide the most is letting that Dreamcast go. Yeah.
1: So. It, to me, the Dreamcast has always been kind of this mythical thing just off on the fringe. Yeah. Because during that time, the late 90s, early 2000s. Personally, I was still playing my Super Nintendo. Sure. I wasn't much into video games at the time, still not, but yeah. I still had my Super Nintendo and other people around me were getting newer consoles like the the N64 and the GameCube and stuff like that. Um, and so it was just one of those things where it's like, I've heard of it and I've seen it, but it's, just over there. Yeah. It's like you, if I if I turn you, my head too quickly, it's gone. You've never actually played with No, I never actually okay, played yeah. one.
0: I've never seen one in person. Oh, I forgot. One other thing, cool thing about the, the Dreamcast, which I, I thought was really nifty, is like, I hated how uh, gaming consoles all had these memory cards. I'm glad we have hard drives now. Yeah. Uh, or SD cards. But uh, the Dreamcast, the memory card didn't go into the console. It plugged into the controller. Oh. Um, something that I think the original Xbox also emulated. But the Dreamcast controller had a little window where you could see the memory card because the memory card had a screen. So you could see your inventory or there'd be little cute animations. And when you pull the memory card out, you notice it had a a D-pad and buttons because there were many games you could play on your memory card that transferred over to the game itself.
1: (laughs) So that's cool. a
0: really neat idea. Uh, Unfortunately, I think the Dreamcast was both a little ahead of with the online play and a little behind the times as far as when it came out with not having DVD support. So, yeah, if you get a chance to pick up a Dreamcast at a good price, good luck, and please let me know.
1: <laughs> and and Darren will buy it from you. Yeah, at that or a little more, but don't press your luck.
0: Don't press your luck, and uh, if you got a copy of *Skies of Arcadia*, man, hold on to that because those things, *Skies of Arcadia* for Dreamcast, last time I checked, was like two hundred bucks. Or something like that. And that's in decent condition, not good condition, just acceptable. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks for letting me talk about the Dreamcast for a few minutes. It's probably
1: going to be cheaper to invent time travel. Yeah. And go back and just buy one then.
0: I might have to get on that. But thanks for letting me rant about the Dreamcast. Hey, no problem. I enjoy it. I think it's uh, your turn next. Yes. Yes, it is. Bye. Bye.